All right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights. My name is Alex Mason and I am your host. This is the one, the only show dedicated to helping you learn the technical and non-technical aspects of investment banking to prepare you as you go through your journey. Learning these concepts step by step. And you can see already if you've listened to dozens of episodes already, as I know many of you have literally listened to every episode so far. Thank you, by the way, for that. These things are building on each other. And we're learning about accounting. We're learning about valuation, enterprise, equity value. Now we're on to discounted cash flows. And we've been talking about levered versus unlevered, understanding that we need to discount cash flows back to the present. You see, as we repeat these concepts in our mind, they become stronger. The literal connections between the neurons in your brain are firing every time you repeat this information to yourself over and over and over again, to the point where when you get in an interview and someone asks you, how do you calculate the terminal value of a company? It's so instantaneous, you don't even really have to consciously think about it. And that's the beauty of how learning works. So that's what inspired me to create this podcast to help with that process, to help you. And today's question is this, how do you calculate terminal value? Remember in our discounted cash flow analysis model, we are figuring out the present value, the sum of the present value of of future cash flows for a certain period of time in the medium term. And then we have this other kind of far off in the future period that is this terminal value of a company. And it's accounting for this, this concept that a company, if it's successful, will exist for many, many years. But the problem with projecting cash flows many, many years from now is that we don't really know what's going to happen. <laughs> but we can assume that the growth rate of the company is going to slow significantly, going to slow a lot. And, and so there are a couple of ways that we can deal with this in terms of understanding the value of the cash flows of the company from about the medium term future to long term forever future. <laughs> uh, we can use the term to perpetuity to describe that forever and ever and ever. And some corporations have been around for literally hundreds of years, for centuries. I think, um, I think about one stock that I've studied, Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy, the luxury conglomerate. I think uh, Bernard Alnault is technically the richest person in the world. Uh, and in that business, that business has brands that go back centuries. Like I think Hennessy goes back to like the 14th or 15th century, something crazy like that. But all this to say that businesses can last a long time. And if you want to understand the total value of the business, it's not enough to look just at the cash flows 10 years out. You got to have this terminal value. So how do we calculate it? There are two main methods. Number one is the multiples method. And number two is what's called the Gordon growth method. And named after someone named Gordon who came up with this formula. And I'm going to get into this right now. So first of all, with the multiples method, what is that? Well, you are applying some factors to the projected earnings of the company. That's what you're doing with the multiples method. So you could say in year five in the future, this company is going to make a certain amount of free cash flow or a certain amount of EBITs or EBITDA. 
And then once you take that number, you apply a multiple to it based on what you think is reasonable. Now, how would you do this? Well, you might look at comparable companies that are trading in the market and look at the multiples that those companies are trading at and with similar values. Or you could look at precedent transactions. That's another tool in your tool belt in order to look at what a reasonable multiple could be. So that's one method. The other method is called Gordon growth. And with the Gordon growth method, we're applying a mathematical formula to help us describe the value of cash flows that grow in perpetuity. And this is the equation. Terminal value equals the ending year free cash flow multiplied by, and then this is a fraction. So the numerator of the fraction is one plus the growth rate and then divided by, this is the denominator of the fraction now, discount rate minus growth rate. So I'm going to repeat that. So terminal value equals your ending year free cash flow multiplied by one plus your growth rate divided by discount rate minus your growth rates. And so what are the components here? What, what do you see? You see the ending year free cash flow because that's important because we need to know when these calculations begin. So you have projections for your one, two, three, four, five. Let's say that we start calculating terminal value at the end of year five. So that's kind of our starting point. And then we're multiplying by this factor that accounts for the growth rate of the company that we're assuming, and then also the discount rate. So that's a little bit about the equation. And it kind of begs this question, though. What do we use? We have these two methods. We have the multiples method. We have the Gordon growth method. What do we do? Well, typically, you might want to use the multiples method because you can use actual data from comparable or precedent transactions in order to come up with something reasonable, right? If you are looking at a company and you want to come up with the terminal value, you can just look in the market and see what's going on and say, okay, well, these companies are comparable with this multiple, let's say EV to EBITDA of seven times. And so I'm going to apply a seven times multiple to this company's model. Or you can look at president's transactions and say there's a very similar transaction. It just took place last year. The company is very similar, same industry, similar size, financial characteristics, all that. And it's trading at eight times. So you might apply eight times. But if the data isn't available, you can always use the Gordon growth method. And you can also use the Gordon growth method in other scenarios. For example, if the business you're looking at is very cyclical and it's kind of hard to like peg down what those normalized earnings are or those normalized multiples, well, then you can use Gordon growth. And because multiples are harder to use accurately. So those are the two methods that you can use to calculate terminal value, the multiples method and Gordon growth method. That's what I got for you today on Investment Banking Insights. And I'm so grateful that you're here, so grateful that you're listening, and I will catch you on the next one. Take care.